Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 65, and we're going to take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. But first of all, let me give a big shout out to my listeners because as usual, you guys are awesome. So a big shout out to California, Oklahoma, Michigan, Texas, Connecticut, Tennessee, and Nebraska. In terms of countries, the United States and Brazil. Good to see you guys. Okay, so again, I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, sorry, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, and I'm going to be reading from the TLB version. So let's go ahead and take a look at this puppy here. It says, "What a wonderful God we have. He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the source of every mercy, and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us in our hardships and trials. I love this. The first thing that really got my attention with this is the first line, what a wonderful God we have. You know, I think that speaks volumes to the the lies that sometimes we believe that God is the author of sickness and disease and he's trying to kill us and God puts trials and tribulations on us to teach us a lesson. All of that is a lie straight out of the depths of hell because we know that God is a wonderful God and he loves us. You know, we were created in his image. Being that we are his creation, why would he destroy something, hurt or harm something that he created in his image? So needless to say, we definitely have a wonderful God. It's the enemy that tries to convince us that we do a not have a god at all or that we do not have a wonderful god. So the enemy tries to throw all these lies at us hoping that we will believe it. This is why we are supposed to dive into God's holy word every day of our life. And again that doesn't mean be a crazy bible bumper thumper thing or you know live in your basement or your bunker and never leave it. That's not what this is talking about. What I love about doing this podcast is that you know we can talk about just a couple of verses. Sometimes even just a single verse. And there is so much that we can grasp and learn and just feel the presence of our heavenly Father even just from a single verse. And it doesn't take but a couple seconds to realize God's love for us. So that means that that we don't have to spend, you know, 18 to 20 hours a day studying something. You can if you want to, but I don't think that's wise. I don't think that would be very good for your health. But it's one of those things that if we don't know the goodness of God, if we don't read his word and if we don't meditate on his word, then you and I will never know what a wonderful God we have and what a disadvantage it is to us to miss out on the goodness of God. See, the enemy doesn't want us to know that we have a wonderful God. He wants us to think that he doesn't care about us and that he's punishing us. Everything that is death, disease, sickness, hardship, all these things that are negative come straight out of the pit of hell. They do not come from God because we worship a heavenly father. We worship a heavenly father. It makes such a difference to know and believe in who you believe in. And that's why we need to believe in God the uh, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit because it is the triune God. It's very important that we believe that because number 1 it's true and number 2 we need to know the truth in order to have true freedom. If you don't know the truth, 
then, then you cannot be set free. You will always be enslaved and entrapped to the lies of the enemy, which is what the enemy wants. So let's not do that. Goes on to say, he is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the source of every mercy and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us in our hardships and trials. This is very interesting that says the source of every mercy. What this makes me think of is that, you know, whenever something good happens to you, it's not luck. It's the goodness of God. You know, what I've learned over the years is that you know, there were times that I would just feel lucky about something. Well, I think that's a slap in God's face because he's trying to bless you and then when he does bless you, you just go, "Oh, I'm lucky." It has nothing to do with luck. It has nothing to do with numerology or astrology or this new age garbage kind of religion stuff. If you can call it a religion, it's just really a cult. But there is no such thing as luck. You're you're either living in the blessing of Abraham or you are not. So whenever something good is going on in your life, that is God blessing you. That's not random luck. That's not good luck. That is the blessing of God on your life. And I think it it shows here that our heavenly Father you know to read that he is the source of every mercy is such a comfort. It is such a comfort because I think about all the tough times I've gone through and I just always thought, you know, in those hard moments, sometimes I think I just need some relief here. I just I just need to first of all be patient, but I just need some relief. You know, and what I didn't realize was that I was actually seeking mercy, not because God was punishing me, not by any means because he was not, but because I I need I need to have that fellowship with my heavenly father because that is where mercy comes from because our heavenly father is the source of every mercy goes on to say and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us notice it doesn't say that he harms us and rebukes us or he makes us poor or he makes us sick it's just the opposite It says and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us. You know, there have been times I've been really sick in my life and it just always amazed me how much better I felt once I got better. And that may sound like a simple statement, but it's one of those things when you've been really ill, you tremendously value and treasure your health. And you you just feel I don't know this new energy. Oh, I'm alive. I'm well. I'm healed. I've recovered and you just have this new energy because you have you have leaped over that hurdle and you made it. See, that is God's comfort and strength. And he gives that to us freely and willingly. What a wonderful God we have that he does that because the enemy doesn't comfort us. He doesn't strengthen us. He doesn't strengthen us. If anything, he tries to bring us discomfort and he wants to weaken us so that way he can control us and manipulate us. So just know that if ever you are feeling weak in any area of your life, recognize that is the enemy trying to be successful in your life. Do not allow the enemy to take any ground in your life. It doesn't matter 
whether it's physical, spiritual, financial, emotional, whatever the case may be, do not give the enemy any type of foothold. That's why we should always focus on our heavenly father because true comfort and strength comes from our heavenly father. It doesn't come from people, although people can be nice and kind, but our true comfort and our true strength comes from our heavenly father. You know, I have people in my life that that I love. I very much love, but I know there's only so much I can do for someone. You know what I mean? Like There's only so much I can humanly and physically do. And that's okay because I know my heavenly Father can do all things. So not only do I help those that that I love and that I very much treasure, but I also pray for them because you know just recognizing that we're human is is a great first step towards wisdom because you know you can't do it all. And here's the thing, we're not supposed to do it all. We're not. That's that's not our job. That's why our heavenly father is our source. Not people, not jobs, not banks, not governments, not our friends, not our acquaintances, not our organizations that we volunteer with or things like that, not even our church. Our church is not our source. It's our heavenly father. Goes on to say, and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us in our hardships and trials. God never promised that we would not have hardships and trials because we know we will have those but here's the thing whenever we do have those we have the guarantee of comfort and strength so that we can get through them that's the promise of god see that's that's what the holy bible is it's god's covenant between us and between him and mankind which is us and it's his promise to us that he will always be there with us and be for us always every day of our life but if we don't know that he's there and if we don't believe in him you basically tie his hands from helping you because if you just think it's luck and you don't see good things as a blessing of god then you then you are not acknowledging the individual who is who is behind it helping you every step of the way because if you just think it's good luck when something good happens to you then you're going to think something is bad luck when something bad happens to you. Both of those things are lies. There is no such thing as good luck or bad luck. See cuz here's the thing, superstition is not from God and it's not of God. In fact, it's very much pagan. That's why we are not supposed to go to <clears throat> excuse me, palm readers. Let me get a drink of water. Hold on just a moment. That's why we're not supposed to go to palm readers. have séances or you know believe in numerology or astrology or you know those funky things like that or even um what's it called your horoscope those things are very much pagan and you know we may laugh about that stuff but it's one of those things you know would you rather go to your heavenly father the one who can help you with anything and everything or do you want to go to some false religion that all it will ever do is encourage you to be dependent upon something that can never help you or sustain you. See, it's really not a laughing matter. It's actually quite serious. And it's one of those things like, you know, 
do I want to be serious about joking around all the time or do I want to be serious about my soul, my health and my happiness? Like like what do I value? And here's the thing, being serious about your faith, your soul, your your health, that doesn't mean that you're serious all the time. It means it means that you care. It means that you want to do what's right on a daily basis and not just be a feather in the wind. And if the wind's blowing then you're then you're up high in the sky and things are great. But if the wind is not blowing then you're down on the ground in the mud. Well, that's not how we as Christians are supposed to be living our life. Regardless of what happens to us, God supplies all of our needs and we know this because he promises us your know, provision, he promises us comfort and strength through everything. See, it's one of those things like you may not think you need comfort or strength in the good times, but we know it's it's basically out of habit or fear that we go to God whenever things are not going great and we're like, "Oh, I need comfort, I need strength. I need a lot of help here." I've learned over the years that I go to God even when things are wonderful. And I just say, "Thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your comfort, your strength. Thank you for giving me everything that I need because, you know, if you start giving God praise before the bad stuff happens, then when hardships happen and when really tough trials happen, it doesn't seem as bad. It's just a, a small little fluke. You know, it's just some just a little blip on the radar." It's not a complete blackout, you know what I mean? You know, it's kind of all those things that you're actually preparing your heart for anything and everything that can happen, but you're not preparing it for the worst. You are preparing it for the best. So that way regardless of what happens, you choose to see and embrace the goodness of God. For the longest time in my life, and I'll close with this, I used to always prepare for the worst and just kind of hope for the best. My life was miserable and I just thought it was normal to think that way, to live that way because I had I had had so many tough things happen in my life that I just didn't really strive for happiness because I thought, well, if I strive for happiness and I get disappointed and something bad happens, then I'm going to be even more upset. because I was trying to live a good happy life but then it failed. See that was just the enemy convincing me and very successfully so to not even try to reach for God and to not believe that God is good. Once I recognized that I was believing a false ideology, I recognized that wait a minute I can choose to be happy no matter what. And I have had some really tough hardships happen since making that decision to choose to be positive, but here's the thing, the tough things that I went through were not as bad because I chose to be happy. I chose to rely on God and I knew that he was going to get me through it. Whereas before, when I was just always preparing for the worst but just kind of hoping for the best, it just seemed like a a never-ending hellhole. Why? because that's what I was choosing to focus on. You know, it kind of reminds me of when people are are preparing to go on a vacation, you know, they're picking out the spot, they're picking out the airline, the hotel, you know, the activities they want to do, they're excited about it. 
like there isn't any type of dread or any type of negative thought. They're just continuously happy. That's how we need to be about our life. Because our life here on earth is temporary. Our destination should be heaven, like that's what we should be aiming for. So while we are in preparation stage down here on earth, we should be looking at, hey, I'm preparing to go to heaven. So I'm going to look at all the positive preparation, not the negative preparation. There's a difference in that. Because we have the promises of God, and the promises of God supersede anything and everything that is negative and bad. See, that's the goodness of God and that's the power. That is the tremendous power of our heavenly Father. And if you need if you need an example, like a physical example of the power of God, read about the Israelites. Read about them. God parted the Red Sea for them so that they could walk through it, get to the other side, and the uh, the stupid Pharaoh of the time He he sent his army like the best of the best of his army. He he sent them out after the Israelites to kill them. Well, they went in to the Red Sea, the parted Red Sea actually on the ground, and they were trying to chase down the Israelites. Well, God let the waters fall on the Egyptian army and killed every single one of them. Just destroyed the Egyptian army. That is the power of our heavenly father and also that's just a fraction of our heavenly father's power. So just think about how much power he actually has. If parting the red sea is a nothing to him, just imagine how much he can do for you in your life. So focus on the goodness of God, focus on the good things. Focus on on what you want. Not what you don't have, but what you want, and then take those requests to God, and He will see to it that it comes to pass. Because God's will is always good and true, and it is always His holy will to bless His people. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Waves transform